This is Being Better, the podcast about the science behind mindsets and practices that make us happier, wiser, and healthier. My name is Julia Spohr, and I am your host. Join us as each week we break down scientific research and bring you true stories of people from all walks of life to help you make better decisions that will shape your tomorrow. to being better podcast if this is your first time here hello it's great to meet you You you're one of us now there's nothing you can do about it we love you we're here to support you to share some cat memes and to let you cry on our shoulder if you need it Uh, welcome to being better podcast it's so great that you have joined us actually at the beginning of the episode i would usually recommend you something that will be inspirational or educational or just pleasant however i decided to change things up in 2022 i will still have that recommendation of the week segment and also when i have guests on however when i have a solo episode i will uh, recommend you something at the end of the episode along with the inside of the week segment as well as you know just some news that i need to let you know so that all of that will be at the end of the episode right now so we can just dive straight into the topic of the discussion of a given episode and this is exactly what we are going to do right now so without unnecessary blabbering i'm just going to talk about my thoughts because this episode is going to be a bit more philosophical i guess because i've been recently having this fierce existential or maybe just yeah more philosophical debate in my mind and the fact that i couldn't decide on the answer on that of that debate has paralyzed me in making many decisions many of them actually regarding this podcast so like i said in the previous episode i took some time off uh, from work for the christmas holidays and decided to disconnect from the digital world as a whole and just practice daily meditation and reconnect with myself I just have been feeling quite unlike myself in the previous months and needed some time for, well, introspection. And in my meditation practice, I noticed that a lot of my thoughts were revolving around how I and my work are viewed by other people. And this surprised me a little bit because I used to think that I am quite a confident person who doesn't really care about well, my position and my status as seen by other people. But now I know that it was kind of naive of me to think this way. Because, you know, I'm a pretty young person and I actually, I don't think I ever met a young person who wasn't struggling with those things. And yeah, in my meditation practice and trying to pay attention to the purpose and the quality of my thoughts, I realized that many of them were questioning my decisions or my actions in order to, you know, just prevent me from quote-unquote, making a fool out of myself online or professionally or in front of colleagues. And I think questioning is the best word to describe this because I was constantly questioning whether 
I am doing the right thing, you know, sharing the right opinions or insights or wearing the quote-unquote appropriate or fashionable clothes or creating valuable content on my online platforms and all sorts of doubts like this. And I think this sudden wave of self-doubt might have been connected to the fact that the last quarter of 2021 has been quite a shock for me in that I have returned to working with people like physically with people sharing the same space on a daily basis you know people who are not necessarily ones that I would just voluntarily choose to spend time with but I had to on a daily basis after basically two years of living and working in peaceful solitude in which I was able to control almost all areas of my life you know I had more than enough time to practice habits that bring me clarity and well-being and to focus on this podcast which felt well new and exciting back then and even though it is still very exciting and I love it I think I recently began to question the format and the quality of my productions and I think the value it adds to the lives of the listeners and this also created this vicious cycle because I was then feeling bad about feeling bad I felt kind of guilty about feeling insecure and caring so much about what other people think of me and in this way my anxiety caused me more anxiety so yeah when I noticed this sudden wave of self-doubt my instinctive reaction was to think well I cannot worry about what other people think it doesn't matter and I just you know I just have to be myself and again I think now that this mindset no matter how wholesome and lovely it is it's kind of naive And I'm not saying it's invalid or untrue, but I just think that as most things in life, our thoughts are far too complex to just disregard such a huge part of them as the ones expressing doubt. So even though my initial reaction was, I just have to stop caring about what other people think. There's also another voice in my head that said, well, but if you stop caring about the feedback on the way that I work and live amongst people, how will I know what requires change and improvement? You see, through my research on the brain, on the biases and evolution, I learned that all of our tendencies as humans and our thought patterns are there for a reason. And thus, our proneness to question how we are viewed by others must also serve a purpose, right? So this little voice in me represented that part of me that wanted to find it. And my maybe not so shocking theory is that our need to learn how we are viewed by others and how people think about us is necessary for course correction. If we learn that we are doing something quote unquote wrong or at least wrong by these societal standards, which, I mean, we can pretend as much as we want, but we do care about not being excluded. And maybe, you know, if we are lucky, maybe even praised, we do care about these things. But I think that this tendency goes far beyond just, you know, societal standards. I mean, I was personally constantly questioning, and still am, I'm, I'm talking in the past tense, but actually I still sometimes struggle with these things. And I still sometimes question, um, you know, the quality of my work and my performance in sports or other interests. I think no matter where this self-doubt comes up, the purpose is the same. 
to find an opportunity for growth and to avoid failure or course correct if there is failure. So yeah, in thinking about all of this, I thought that the reason I'm constantly doubting myself, thinking about if I made a mistake or said something that might be offensive on the podcast, is that this knowledge would allow me to improve and to grow and not make these mistakes in the future. And I think this is also why we compare ourselves with others at the gym or on social media. I think we want to know how good we are and what still requires refinement. I mean, it is normal to be curious about how you come across. It is a normal tendency to worry about what other people think about you. However, even though a tendency might be normal or wired in our brain, it doesn't mean that it's good, as well as that we cannot replace it with a different, better tendency. Because this habit of looking for ways we fall behind and how we can improve ourselves is undeniably making us miserable. I mean, it's making me miserable. I don't want to speak for anyone else. But all this anxiety about how I am coming across and what qualities of mine require improving is just exhausting. Like I said, this holiday season, I needed to take some time off to disconnect and to reconnect with myself because I just didn't feel great. And when I realized this, I asked myself, okay, so... I'm doing all of this to myself, all this harm for the sake of improvement. But why do I need to improve? What is actually the point of improvement? What's the point of wanting to learn more and get better at certain skills or become fitter? Is there any inherent value in seeking growth if it will inevitably make you miserable? Because it will, like, you know, Buddha said, all desires lead to suffering. And so the desire for improvement and self-mastery will also inevitably make you suffer. And so this is when I began to question the value of growth as a whole. And as you might expect, this led me to question this podcast and, well, kind of my entire life and personality. You see, since I can remember being good or being in the process of becoming good has been one of the most important driving forces in my life. I've always wanted to learn more, to be happier, be healthier, be faster, you know, perform better, speak more languages, help more people, build better connections and just, you know, live in a state of constant growth. And this is exactly what has led me to starting this podcast, which, may I remind you, is called Being Better. And which entire premise is based on the same desire of becoming, quote-unquote, happier, wiser, healthier. This ambition has been one of my core values, and this has been the quality people recognize me for my whole life. And so questioning what is even the point to growth pushed me deeply in an identity and kind of existential crisis, which to be honest, I'm still trying to recover from. Because I started to question that maybe if I didn't have that inner need for self-improvement, maybe I would actually be a lot less anxious and just I would be a happier person. And also when it comes to this podcast, I mean, I started to question whether I should continue creating a podcast in which the 
whole premise is that we should continue to want to improve to become happier, wiser, healthier. Is there really a great value in that? And maybe, maybe there isn't. And so this whole experience left me very conflicted because I couldn't decide whether the end goal is supposed to be constant growth and development or happiness. Because I thought that if I wanted to be happy and not suffer, then right, I should free myself from all desires. However, if uh, the end goal is to keep growing and developing, then I should just, you know, suck it up. And I didn't know, I still don't know, what should I focus on in life? Should I keep wanting to be a little happier, wiser and healthier with each day or just forget about it and free myself from all desires like the Buddha taught and I expect that your answer right now is the latter Um, and this was my initial thought as well but I think this whole thing this whole debate is a bit more nuanced than it seems so like I said my initial reaction was that hell I should just free myself from all desires I should just stop wanting to grow and to I don't know, change the present moment and like the Buddha, I should just, I don't know, sit under a tree and meditate and be satisfied with where I'm at. But then I I started to kind of think, well, do I really want to live that life? Do I really want to live that Spartan ascetic lifestyle? Because, you know, when I looked back at my life and when I thought about all the amazing things that happened because of this wanting to be happier, wiser, healthier. I mean, I I cannot lie to you that those things don't matter, you know. There wouldn't be the podcast. I wouldn't learn even about the Buddha. I wouldn't learn about the different philosophies in life. I wouldn't learn about astrophysics or poetry. I wouldn't ever, you know, run that half marathon or just ever get into sports or learn to play the piano or to speak Spanish or to travel or to make friends with people from different countries. And I wouldn't ever do any of these things, probably, if I just let go of my desires. Maybe I would, but I just think our need for improvement, for growth, is a natural and an inherently human quality. I think it is what makes us human and it has led us to do great things. It has led us to discover electricity and build bridges and fly to the moon and to map all the genes of the human genome. And yeah, what's the alternative? If you want to free yourself from all desires, then what then? Are you just going to happily sit under a tree and, I don't know, meditate and not want to do anything? I'm not saying this is bad. This is something that I personally enjoy and I think there's a huge virtue in that. And Maybe it is the perfect lifestyle, but I just don't think it is the perfect lifestyle for my current situation and living conditions because I am honestly just not able right now to just, you know, let go of all the responsibilities of my life and just escape to the mountains. And I I think I need to mention that if I escape to the mountains, I will probably just die the third day because I probably wouldn't be able to get food. And I think what most surprised me was my reaction to the alternative was that I realized that actually maybe 
the desire to grow and improve is making us miserable. However, I do not want to let go of it. Actually, it has led me to experience all these amazing feelings of ecstasy, of deep connection, of being proud of my friends, of myself, uh, create more, create art, learn. And I think those qualities, even though in trying to achieve them, you might suffer I, I I don't want to completely free myself from them. And that was surprising for me because I've always thought that um, this Buddhist letting go of desires is my, my goal in life. And lastly, I think this is very complicated because wanting to free oneself from desires is itself a desire. I think everything that we do, life is a desire. Every moment, every action is a desire so it would be great to free yourself from that and achieve nirvana however you would really have to live that you know lifestyle of a monk of a spartan person you know so after thinking about all of these things i decided that well i need to go from here i cannot just keep thinking about this and be paralyzed because like i said not finding the answer should I focus on growth and improvement or should I focus on just achieving happiness peace and well-being um, not being able to decide has left me paralyzed in making many important decisions and um, so I started to think that maybe I can have both maybe I can eat the cookie and have the cookie maybe I can focus on achieving and improving but have that inner peace and maybe this again naive um, and maybe it's not possible maybe the Buddha would say that it's not possible um, and I still I am not sure but I think there are a couple things that we can do to get there to eat the cookie and to have the cookie you know and I think in order to do that we need to reframe the way we approach desire as a whole and maybe understand it a bit better because I think desire means that you don't have what you want or you are not the person that you would like to be and according to this theory when you desire something you affirm the belief that there's a something there's like a lack in your life and when we have a belief as people we naturally look for evidence to affirm that belief so for example if I tell myself that I don't have enough money I will notice only the different things that I want that I cannot afford and I don't think telling yourself that you uh, already have what you want or that actually you don't really want it is a lie and we shouldn't pretend and lie to ourselves that we are happy as we are because you have the thing and it's natural and there's nothing to be um, ashamed of this is a natural thing but I think what firstly we should all do is to observe and really think about and name what is it that we truly want without judgment uh, without very like an emotional approach to it just observe it and think about how we would feel if we have that thing or if we become that version of ourselves and be very critical of that because I think very often when we imagine ourselves having the thing that we desire or improving in any way we imagine ourselves to be over the moon and very happy and that is usually not really realistic and when we are when we later have that thing we learn that it actually was not that big of a change in our emotional well-being so if we name it and if we observe 
how we imagine that success to be, we can realize that we don't really have to act on that desire. And I think this is what the Buddha and the Stoics really say, that it's great to be mindful of what happens inside of you because that is not inherently bad, that is not inherently good. But there is just a lot of these coming up of desires. And I think the most important thing that we have to all do is to put a bit of time between um, realizing them and reacting to them. Like if we put a bit of time between the time when someone offended us and between us reacting to that situation with anger and with very intense emotions, you can have a greater perspective and you are more objective and you can learn if this is something really worth losing your energy over. So firstly, we need to redefine the way we view desires and improvement and realize that they're not going to be the answer to all of our problems and unhappiness but then I think we need to change the way we approach this these desires because I think that you know I was saying that what made me miserable is all the anxiety about how I am viewed and where I'm at and you know how you as the listener like the podcast because if you did not like it then maybe there's something that I can change uh, from it and I think what is necessary is changing the feedback that we use to measure our improvement because at the end of the day you will never satisfy everyone and I will never satisfy all of the listeners and so I think it's better to base that improvement on the comparison to where you were you know a couple of months ago or a year ago or two and where you are right now and using that as a measure of your improvement and the rate of that and I think you know the reason why I am questioning my work and whether you as listeners like it is because I am afraid of making a show that's not good and I think this shows that what we need to do is to let go of the fear of failure because what if I'm doing a show that it's not you know satisfactory to every person in the world you know so I think if we want to grow but are satisfied with where we at or are at least not afraid to be in a state where we don't have that that we want I think that will free us that will make us want to improve but not be miserable in the process of having that and I think we also have to get comfortable with the idea that we might not ever get that and that desire might actually never come true and that also is a possibility so coming back now to the main question of this episode whether we should focus on trying to achieve happiness and bliss or trying to achieve constant growth and improvement and I think this question is very nuanced and you at the end of the day have to answer it for yourself and I think it's very important to answer it and you know the answer might change uh, based on different times in your life and certain conditions that are changing and so right now for me it's hard to decide I think I am closer to saying improvement which actually I'm kind of surprised 
that I am saying this, but I think it's important to know that the world is not black and white. And at the end, at the end of the day, if you are not trying to achieve nirvana, you probably will say, well, a bit of both. And I think if you are a person that is able to say that you are trying to always keep growing, however, you are satisfied with where you are at right now, then I applaud you. I think you are the winner. And I am working on that. I think I am very close to that. And maybe I have achieved that. Um, but this is at least right now for me, the thing that I am striving for, wanting to grow however being satisfied with where things are right now so that will be my answer at least for now maybe I'll do an update I know that this episode was a bit different than what I usually make but I hope that it was nice and I hope that you enjoyed it and that it was thought-provoking and that it was an opportunity for you to think about uh, those bigger questions in life I know that for some people that's incredibly annoying and that they do not really like philosophy and those uh, big increase and debates are really annoying i hope that it wasn't that for you um so yeah i'll just leave you here and maybe it will inspire you to think more about this topic and when it comes to my recommendation for you i'm gonna recommend you music i've actually have not done that in a while i want to recommend you bruno mars's um album which is silk sonic i think it came out i don't know two years ago uh, but I recently just uh, became aware of it and oh my god it is such a great album it's one of like the most amazing and loveliest and I just love this album so much it is made by like I said Bruno Mars and Anderson Park and it was I mean I am so thankful to my friend who introduced me to this album and so I mean you probably know it it's a very popular I mean Bruno Mars is very popular uh, however if for some reason you were not aware of the Silk Sonic album. Oh my god, what are you doing here? Just stop. I mean, okay, continue listening to this episode, but then just go and add it to the queue and just listen to the whole album. It's not long. Sadly, it's not long. If it was longer, then oh my god, I would just... Oh, my life would be so much brighter. But I would just make do with those, I don't know, seven songs uh, so these songs are incredible and I really just for the last month I just kept uh, going back to them and playing them on repeat so my recommendation for you is Silk Sonic uh, oh my god go listen to it it's amazing it's amazing it's wholesome and yeah and when it comes to my insight of the week is that I recently realized that we only ever see one side of the moon because the moon orbits the earth once every 27 days and it spins on its axis every once 27 days and this means that although the moon is rotating it always keeps one face toward us but there is an other side of the moon that we do not see and it made me think because you know there are so many communities and so many people who have this relationship with the moon and it's very important in their traditions and in their culture but you know they only ever see half of it and it kind of made me think that it's almost poetic that you can never really know a person and you can live with someone your entire life and that person might be the most important person to you and you might have this deep connection to them However, there will always be a side of them that you will not know. And that is because, you know, they are rotating too. And it's not that that person is explicitly trying to hide something. 
I just think that you can never really know a person because you will never know their entire life. You will never know each situation that they had. You know, we'll never know all their traumas and insecurities and the way they think because you might assume that they think in the same way as you do but maybe their entire thought process and the way they make conclusions is maybe something completely different and our language is so limited that you will never be able to communicate some things that will make you you and I think in this way we are very like the moon and there are some things that we will just never know about one another because we have that one side and that will be in the shade just because we live in that way and we rotate and we move in the way that always leaves that one side hidden and I think there's something very poetic about that and I don't know it just made me think that you can never really know a person and all the people that I think about so dearly and I thank them for being in my life I actually don't know who they are just like I don't know what the moon actually is on the other side I mean you know we have all those satellites and pictures from the ISS but I personally standing on the earth I've never seen that and I can just believe that it's true but it's just I don't know I think there's something very deep about that and I just wanted to share it so that will be my insight of the week that will be my recommendation of the week that will be my identity crisis of the week i hope that you enjoyed listening and i'll speak to you in the next episode being better is edited and produced by julia spore you can learn more about the show and about other work over at our website beingbetter.info and the instagram is at beingbetter.pod if you want to support us the best way to do that is by word of mouth so if you can please tell your family your friends and What the hell? Also tell your enemies. You know, we don't discriminate on this podcast. So tell them about the show. Tell them about why you like it and about why you like the incredibly amazing and very humble host. You can also share it on social media platforms. And if you tag us, we'll make sure to reply. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'll speak to you very, very soon.